yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. mellow and classic. Beautiful song. Dude. Live acoustic, uh, the live acoustic album, if I recall. Oh, yeah. One of the best ever made. Yeah, man. I dig it. Good times, dude. Yeah. You, know what, <laughs> you know what always brings me back when I see it? The album cover? What's that? Is, uh... Because it's the album cover, it's just like a uh, the rewritable disc. Yeah, it's a classic old school uh, burned With the disc. CDR, yeah. yeah. And it has like the, um, what do you call it, Sharpie written, some yeah. live acoustic, Absolutely. Bradley Noel and Friends on the lines. And like, it brings right. you back to the day when you were burning discs and shit, you know? I had an epic catalog of uh, CD mixes um, in, in the backseat of the Chrysler LeBaron. Oh, remember, you'd go to Best Buy, you'd get that like... The thing that was in the... Sh- it was a cylinder. In yeah, the it was shape a spindle. <laughs> yeah. It had like a hundred discs, dude. You would just burn them all, man. You'd have everything. Metallica, Sublime. And I like how you, know? you used Metallica because we were ripping Metallica off through Napster, downloading it, and then burning a CD with it. Screw you, Lars Ulrich. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. That's what killed Metallica, you f- He also... Well, we're starting off early <laughs> on this one, folks. hey <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, I went the whole last show. I felt ashamed. I was impressed. The break. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, you know, I'm trying to work on it. But I know. I just, it's hard to help yourself. I took a shot that. during the break, so gotcha. I'm probably gonna fly like butter now. Metallica really ruined the internet, if you think about it, because like the late '90s, early 2000s, when we had access uh, through Napster to all that media. That was just the glory days of the internet, man. Insane. You're right, dude. That was the first like internet regulation. It it was just downhill from there, and then the censorship continued. You know, again, the yeah. early days of the internet, man, you could do whatever you want. You could find whatever you wanted. You could post anything. Like, it was just, it was the wild, wild west. And what we have now, it's why I fully support the dead internet theory. We're completely interacting with a self-created bot oh, zone. Yeah, you, you can't even find amateur porn anymore. It's insane <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just looking for some classics here, people. I want the amateur <laughs> shit. Give me that cell phone footage, you know? <laughs> You're right. Everything is just too studio-based and high quality. Uh... It's all fake tits. I hate <laughs> fake tits. Nothing worse than fake tits. <laughs> oh, man. The glory days of the internet. We could just uh, download anything we wanted. I mean, I remember even when Napster got kind of shut down and then we were having to use like LimeWire and uh, the other... Kazam? Kazam. You, we were uh, ripping... Kazam was literally just porno and viruses. That was like <laughs> all it was. And if you were one of the unlucky ones, you got the virus with the porno. So uh, oh, all porno had virus. That's right. That's insane. <laughs> if, you, if you if you had Kazam and a webcam, Chinese people were watching you jerk off. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So wild too, because that was the arena where people started uh, ripping off DVDs, and uh, I mean, this is before streaming. You know, so it was still kind of a big deal to be able to uh, get a free movie off market. Oh, yeah. You know, and I remember uh, we had a friend. Oh, remember when you could finally burn DVDs? Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. Was that was insane. Game Changer, man. Yeah, dude. We had a buddy, yeah. uh, Johnny Miles. He His mom worked for the airlines, and she would always come back with uh, Chinese versions of movies that have yet to hit the theaters. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, you'd get like a new 
Nicolas Cage movie, but with all this Chinese writing over it. That was the best part about the Middle East. Yes, and then you could... And, some, and sometimes it would have different names. But then you could take but that ripped-off like, copy, and then you could burn your own ripped-off copy. And that, like, literally, yeah. the world was filled with burned, ripped-off copies of all entertainment for about two, three years. It was beautiful. Oh, back when the black market was great. <laughs> That's right. I still got my fake Rolex. Not anymore, man. We live in a filtered, censored, controlled society. When you really look back in time, compare the two eras, man. You know, only a 20-year difference. Do you know what the best part about wearing a fake Rolex is? <laughs> it doesn't matter if it gets stolen. <laughs> no, no, no. The only girls who notice what it is and ever ask about it are very interested. They're like interested in you because they know it's a Rolex. Oh yeah, right? that's right, man. So you'll literally get girls that will like come up to you and stuff, and somewhere in the conversation they'll ask what kind of watch that is. Wow, know? yeah. And you get to tell them the Rolex. Ooh. And the best part is, after like a while, you get to break their heart with the realization it's a fake Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> Because the Rolex I have is, it's made with Ro the rejected Rolex parts. Oh, okay. That's how you make the fake Rolex? Interesting. So yeah, in these Middle Eastern countries, they'll get like the parts from the Rolex fact, like the factory that's making the, the watches, right? That's right. And so like, there'll be like a little defect or something in like a gear and these guys will, t they'll okay. get all these parts and they'll like fix it and make fake Rolexes. That's why I would uh, encourage everyone to avoid the Qatarian uh, Teslas. Not what you think when you get behind them. <laughs> it's just made of all sorts of different parts. It's, it's, it's a nickel and zinc battery. You uh, <laughs> can get four miles. You can't smoke within ten feet of it. All right, Just uh, <laughs> light that cigarette down the road, please. No, but the, my Rolex, man, it's got, the, it's got the swoop, the smooth swoop. Oh, yeah, man. It doesn't, it doesn't tick. And it's like powered by your movement, so it's, that's it's wild. Legit. Cool. Uh, you know, Macron, Macron uh, was speaking publicly during the whole, you know, uh, riots. Uh, I think they're still going on, but you know, the protesting going on for his raising of the retirement age, and he was doing a like live kind of uh, discussion, you know, uh, for the country uh, to get some information on what was going down. And in the middle of his conversation with these two journalists, he uh, kind of not so uh, secretly <laughs> goes, puts his hands under the desk. And he's French, he's European, so the m majority of the time he's speaking in an animated fashion, using hand gestures as most Europeans do. But, <laughs> but then he mysteriously puts both hands under the table and he removes a $30,000 watch he had been wearing the whole time <laughs> while he was telling French people they need to make sacrifices and, you know, start to, you know, kind of, oh, it's not God, a good look. Dude, not a good look. You're wearing a $30,000 fucking watch and you're telling your countrymen to make some sacrifices. They're going to ha have less money and work longer. Oh, fuck these elite, man. They yes. don't get it. No, it's they, like, man. Exactly. Like, go fuck uh. yourself, man. Like you're better That's a off year just wearing salary watch. for some people. Dude. Literally thirty thousand dollars. Fucking watch. Fuck you, dude. That's you a watch with thirty thousand dollars. I wish I had thirty thousand dollars. I'd I put a down payment on a house. Exactly. So live in my grandma's <laughs> basement, sleeping on her couch. Dude, you know? that thirty thousand dollar watch can't even buy a fucking Hyundai in America now. 
Did you see that report? The average car right now? 35,000? Is that correct? <laughs> Where do you live, bro? Average new car right now is $48,000. They have priced out the middle class, man. The middle class is gone. It's totally it's gone. gone. And do you know what? I was actually talking about this with Emma. Uh, if you kind of look at what they did with money and pay, right? Especially in places like Colorado. The, they raised the minimum wage to 15. So the true minimum that everyone's having to pay their employees is 18, 19, 20. All right. But yeah. they can't give any raises to the people on salary making 50, 55, 60. So Dude, he, yeah. now, yes. now you are no longer middle class making 55, $60,000 an hour or a year. You are making a, you are in the same pay bracket as those making minimum wage. They condense the middle class to the poor. I, I don't understand. I don't understand what kind of math they're using. But fifteen dollars an hour is thirty thousand a year. That's insane. So if you're starting off taking out the garbage at thirty thousand a year, yes, and the manager is making forty five, exactly. What the fuck are you guys doing? You've eliminated the middle class. That's what you're doing. You've eliminated- you eliminated everybody's poor it- now. Dude, I saw it on a video the other day, and I've heard it from a. a- Dude, I heard it from a teacher, which is this teacher at this high school, right? He had a student that was one of his best students and just stopped coming to school. The kid is 17 years old, right? Oh, yeah. And he told the teacher he's doing uh, TikTok videos. <laughs> of course. Of course, he, man. <laughs> he's making $65,000 a year. What? Yes. Doing what? TikTok vi- or Twitch. I'm sorry, Twitch. Oh yeah, where he he's the video um, games. It's a Twitch is where people watch other mouth breathers playing video games live. Playing video games. So you know what it is, dude. These black dudes and these they, they make money doing it because people love that like gangster talk, the thug talk. <laughs> okay, sure. Well, you know man. what I mean. I guess. So, yeah. But my te- the the teacher was telling me though. He's like, how could I, how could I persuade kids to go take a, a seven eight dollar an hour job and work your way up? You know, sacrifice the four years to get to a position where you're in a great, you know, now you got benefits, now you got a retirement, now you got all that. When they're looking at their friend who's 17, he's making $60,000 a year. That's impossible. That's why we can't get young workers. Who is going to go rot a sewer when they're watching their friend make 60 a year? I need a guy who has no options, who's going to come here and do this for $12 an hour, and once I see that he's worth it, I'm going to start moving him up. And That's I think right. it's better move him up. Yes. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no, this kid just started playing video games. Well, he's been playing video games his whole life. At 17, he's, he buys a camera and a microphone and he starts streaming. He's making 60000 a year. And they're making that on like no followers, dude. It's like anybody <laughs> can go do this. This kid sounds like he's uh, five minutes away from uh, doing what Black China did and he'll just be doing gay porn on OnlyFans. Oh, I'm sure he's going to get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's hard to argue because with the teacher, me and the teacher, the guy that was telling me about it, like sixty thousand dollars to me and this man who's a public school teacher and a plumber, like that's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, but you know how you just, hard we have to work to make sixty thousand dollars. But like, you just said it, man. They're literally offering eighteen dollars an hour in health benefits to people to fucking work at McDonald's. McDonald's, man. It's right down the street from my house. It's seventeen an hour to start. I mean, I think I'm going to quit my job and go work at fucking McDonald's, man. It sounds a lot easier. We were talking about why the, uh, the, uh, the union can't get apprentices. 
McDonald's is 17 an hour. You're offering 18. Yeah. To come start as a first year apprentice where all you do is carry pipe upstairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and take shit from plumbers who've been doing it for 30 years. That's what I'm like, saying, man. Like McDonald's the, the, is almost fully automated at this point. You're just standing there collecting a oh, fucking yeah. check. Oh, hand in bags out a window. Yes. That's uh, man, it's insane. Here in Colorado, they fucked the market. That's what happened. And it was on purpose. Again, I do believe it was to eliminate the middle class. So that way you have everyone who's rich who can afford. Because here's another part to this. You start playing. When you start paying the meat guy and the bagger at the grocery store $18 an hour and full pay health insurance, all of a sudden the bread is $5. The meat is 10 bucks a pound. Everything goes up in price. So now... We're all making virtually the same within a $10,000 range, but everything is jacked up in price, so we're all fucking broke, man. Yes, it didn't help you. Nobody was helping. In fact, the push for the rise in minimum wage just made more people more broke. And the only people it helped were the losers at the very bottom who are offering you nothing and doing nothing. Yeah, so now you get to feel... Uh. Yeah, exactly. But the... What's you know what I heard the other day, which was a great, is the best equation you'll ever hear in your life. Success equals effort over misfortune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Success equals uh, effort over misfortune multiplied by time. Wow. So the more effort you put in, you know, you're going to hear misfortune and you're going to have to divide your effort by the misfortune. That's just how it goes. But then, you, you know, it's effort times time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And everybody hits that misfortune, but you just put enough effort, you put enough time, you're going to hit success. I totally agree. Except nowadays, and it depends on where you live, uh, I feel sorry for everyone in Colorado with me. We're stuck in this boat together currently where uh, the government is not making decisions in our best interests for the middle class or the people who truly pay their taxes and pay into society. And we're dishing out handouts to everybody else. All the fucking losers are getting all the free handouts. And the rest of us busting our asses Monday through Friday, we get nothing. And all we actually have gotten is everything is more fucking expensive. The cars are $45,000. It cost me 300 bucks a go to go grocery shopping for two fucking people. <laughs> I, I don't know how families of five are affording shit right now. No, I, I can't even imagine. Like, like, dude, cousin Frank, dude, that's gotta be. My heart breaks got, for these people because these you are the got ones... three kids, dude. What do you? I mean, you must be making half a million dollars a year. Well, then the... how the <laughs> fuck can you afford three kids, dude? Fucking jackass! Biden administration walks around touting how many people <sighs> are getting jobs. These are full time employees getting second jobs, assholes. They uh, need seriously. more money, man. They need money. It's not something now, to be fucking proud of. And now a twenty dollar an hour job is nothing. D- that's my point. If you are if you're on salary and you're making 50, 55, 65 in that range, Ugh. you are basically you are in the same financial situation as the the idiots making 18 flipping burgers at McDonald's. Actually, they're better off because they got enough time to get a second job. Yes, they have more free time. Your sal your salaries. You're stuck working 10-hour days for your 12-hour days. You're slaving away for nothing. $50,000. It's dude, it's unbelievable. It is. And, that, and that's the problem. You're getting a $50,000 salary as a manager, right? Now this guy's getting 17 an hour. 
he's probably making more money than you per hour Absolutely. at the end of the year. 100%. Because you're put, like, it used to be 50 was great. This guy's getting 725 an hour, right? But you're putting in, you're getting 50, but you're putting in, you know, 60-hour weeks. And that's what got weeks. fucked up. I think that's really what messed the entire system up here in Colorado, especially you know, employers are uh, having a hard time keeping their salaried employees because it's you're better off. Hey, I'll, I'll go work this part-time job for 18 bucks an hour, healthcare, and then on the side, I'll do Uber when I need some extra cash. A, dude, it's our generation, man. This millennial generation has this mentality of, you know, why don't I, you know, I deserve that. I should get yes. that. I should get that. It's narcissism it's like, dude, through and through. No, no. Listen. You know, I do. I deal with it all. I deal with it where I'm an apprentice. This guy's a plumber. He's making more than double what I'm making. You know what I mean? This guy's. It's unbelievable how much money they make compared to me. Yes. But I have, you know, and if he's sitting there drinking coffee, making double what I'm making while I'm up there sweating, busting this pipe out, that's just because he did his time. That's right. Busting the pipe out oh, yeah. for 18 an hour while the guy making 54 was drinking coffee. Now it's his turn to make 54 and drink coffee while I bust the pipe out. Well, he, you know what you I know mean? what we're entering like, is a no-tip era. I think that if these people serving me my drinks and cooking my food are making more than me an hour, I'm not giving you a fucking tip anymore. That's it. Oh, and what, Tipping's what over. The, Frank, what happened with this tip everywhere? Everywhere I go now, I put in my credit card, there's an option to tip. And I got to be <laughs> the asshole right. that says no. Yes. I got to tip exactly. my subway worker. Get the, the fuck, fuck out of here, subway. <laughs> Make me some real goddamn bread, and then I'll give you 10%. I know? think the rule is if you have better health care than me, you give me a tip. Actually, I come in, uh, I buy food, you're getting better, you get paid better than me, you get better health care, and after I'm done buying the sandwich, you give me five bucks. Say, hey, thanks, sorry, your life sucks. <laughs> How about if you pull out your fucking cell phone one time during this interaction and it's a better iPhone than mine? I don't tip you. <laughs> That's the new fucking rule. Because all you fucking assholes begging me for a tip have a better iPhone than me. That's what I'm saying tipping culture must be over at this point. If you're making in the teens on your paycheck and you're expecting a tip, well, go fuck yourself. I'm going <laughs> to take my business elsewhere, I think. I'm over the tipping shit now. Yeah, dude, barista is not supposed to be a career. Server, yes. not supposed to be a no, career. No, not at all, man. We don't need career servers. We need career mechanics. No, we'll I, be a mechanic. I want the... Pimple face, pipsqueak teenager kid working the barista stand and working at the McDonald's, yeah. and not, I definitely don't yes. want these teenagers making more money than me. No, no, because you're supposed to fuck up the order, and you're not supposed to be worth twenty dollars an hour. You're no, not worth twenty dollars. You're an not. Hour. You're fucking not even worth healthcare you're not insurance. Worth it. <laughs> like that's what that's what kills me, man. The big problem we have is not enough people have been like in the position where they have people working under them. And it's like, I don't think you realize, like, you're not worth, there's, there's people out there who are not getting paid what they're worth, for sure. But for every one of those, there's 10 people who are overpaid. You know what I mean? Yes. And I've seen it day in and day out. I was joking with Danielle. Danielle's a great employee. I was just joking with her yesterday, right? She, was, she had to work on Saturday, you know? And so she gets up early and she's like, you know, ah, they're lucky I'm even here. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you know, they're lucky. I'm just, I'm just going to sit there and do nothing. You know what I mean? Oh, and it's yeah. like, 
I, I was joking with her. I was like, I'll never hire you. You're the worst employee I've ever heard. You're already <laughs> bitching. You're not even there. You're not, you're not going to do anything, right? <laughs> to, to her credit, she shows up, puts on a good face, does everything that she said she wasn't going to do. You know, Absolutely. But uh, there's a lot. But how many people say that shit and then actually show up and do that? And it's like that is the worst fucking person you want. We had, you know what uh, I mean? We had two guys quit this week. Uh, I assume now the two week notice is history. We don't do that as a culture anymore. Now we say, <laughs> no, 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 now, it's a call now we walk in and say, "Hey, bad news, boss. Sorry, tomorrow's my last day. Check you later. Thanks, bro." And then uh, <laughs> other guy texts in at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, uh, I'm resigning from my post. It, you fucking, <laughs> fucking loser. You've worked here for five seconds. Go fuck yourself, man. Resigning. Uh, the best is the follow-up text of, uh, hey, uh, is it cool if I come pick up my uh, final paycheck? <laughs> That's right, dude. Well, you, no, you asshole, can I'm get it. it you. you can come and oh, get it, but you is... have to go past me to get it. You see? No. You'll, you'll have to physically go through me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd mail it to him. Oh, it's always in the mail. Trust me. Uh, it's just I I'm I was floored at just how the employer no longer has the power in this country, and that's a bad place to be. I have to remind everyone: it is not good when the idiots are in charge. No, if you're well, if you're an employer, just be a, dude. I gotta tell you, my number one fear right now is losing my job. I love my job. <laughs> it's like the first time <laughs> I've like loved my job. The way I get, you know, the way they treat me, the way they like, you know, I don't know. It's like they, they're really good to me. So I, I really it's like strange. my job. People don't seem to have that fear anymore. And what got me about the, the method and the means to which these people quit, uh, no fear for the repercussions your attitude or how you acted will have in future job acquisitions. You, you do not, you are not concerned with, how an, a future employer may call this previous employer and ask about you. Oh, good call. Not good call. Not even on the radar for people anymore. Like, I don't give a fuck what you potentially could say to my future employer. That's a good call. You know what? I got to tell you, that was the big change going into the union. So in the union, you know, it's, it's a small community. So even if you're kind of quitting or you're being fired, everything has to kind of be handled delicately because those owners talk yes man right so it is kind of that is a good call because that is kind of something where i noticed in the private sector you could you would hear about guys that got fired from roto-rooter for stealing right. and they got hired by this other company sure. just like felt bad for that company exactly you know you're like dude didn't you call their previous you know in the <laughs> union they actually talk and it's not just so. that i i believe in some natural order and universal truths and i do you know believe in what goes around comes around my man so m maybe you win this round you screwed somebody else but yeah. in turn someday somehow some way the universe will screw you back oh dude oh it's the it's the uh conservation of energy <laughs> it's everything comes out to zero you know? <laughs> that's right you put evil in you will get evil back absolutely you put positive in you will get positive back everything becomes zero you know i dig it 100 percent. and when it comes to evil being put into 
uh, non-evil places for some fucking retarded reason. Uh, King retard himself. Gavin Newsom is like putting out commercials and he's going to go on a nationwide tour of red Ugh. states to show red state people, <laughs> you know, how good you could have it. In the, the, only thing you're gonna prove, the only thing you're going to prove is that a f- can safely travel the red state. <laughs> No matter how flaming this? gay you are, you can travel here. We, we'll accept you. <laughs> we'll accept you. We'll feed you. We'll ha- you know give you a bed, and then we'll send you on your way. God bless you. Did you watch the commercial I sent your way the other day? No, I try to avoid Gavin. I've been busy this week, man. I'm okay, sorry. I got I, you. No, that's why we do the show, so we can uh, remind yeah. you and everyone else out there the uh, evil spreading across the country. It's amazing to me that people statistically over the last two plus years have been leaving in drones uh droves uh, away from california and illinois and new york liberal places uh, left dude, did you run did joints. you did you see the list of the housing markets i did not actually bro they tried to do an east and west thing i'm not, I'm not even joking you gotta look this like up. east west like, berlin or no, yeah they were like you won't believe it the housing market Half of the states, half of the United States, they're losing value in homes, and the other half are rising. Wow. And it, they're like, it's split between the East and the West because California, Oregon, Seattle, uh, Washington, they're all losing home values. Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, <laughs> Georgia, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> They're all gaining. Like, bitch, that ain't no fucking... That's not no East-West. That's Democrat-Republican, man. Yes. (laughs) Right? That's red and blue. That's not East and West. Uh, Look, everybody I talk to out here, people who were traditionally either center-right or mostly right, they're getting ready to leave. They're getting out. Nobody... Colorado is essentially mini-California at this point. It is not an attractive place for people on the right to be lived. Did you hear? Did you hear about mini, uh, a little little Silicon Valley? No, I did. This kind of happened without under the radar. I never heard of it, but apparently, like most of Silicon Valley moved to Miami. Wow, Miami is like the little Silicon Valley now. That's crazy, actually. Right? Yeah. You didn't hear about it, did you? No. It's, it's like kind of a weird. Yeah, a lot of those tech firms moved to Miami. There's no income tax in Florida. There's a lot of things in Florida that are good. There's a yes, Tennessee is very similar as far as the tax. I always thought rates. like you, you always everybody always talks about the Florida man and how the craziest people come from Florida and I think that's just because that's where you, that's where you're really listen. Barbie dolls and Ken dolls come from California. Gavin Newsom comes from California, right? <laughs> The weirdest, most individualized people you've ever met come from Florida. That's, That's right. That's how you know Florida's a free state. You're free to be whoever you want. Florida, you know? home of Tom Petty. I'll take that over anything California gives me. All right? True Good American. Call. <laughs> Good call. Hey, I saw your boy Trout the other day. Dick Trout? His name's not Dick Trout. I know, it? but I love your name, Dick Trout. Uh, yeah, Mike Trout. Mike Trout, yeah, he was uh, pitching. I don't think he pitches. Or no, I mean, he was batting. Yeah, That sounds more about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was batting, yeah. Considered one of the greatest batters of the modern era. He got, he got shrug, shrug out, though. 
<laughs> he does have a high strikeout rate, but uh, he's a fantastic ball player. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, Gav- What's American? Gavin, yeah, I'm telling you. Well, take a look at the image uh, from the World Baseball Classic. It was the opening ceremony, and Mike Trout leads the team, and he's carrying the American flag, and he's got the USA uh, emblem across the chest and the hat, and it's just fucking awesome. It really is. It just makes you feel happy that we still have athletes out there who are proud to wear that on their chest, carry the flag and yeah. are not kneeling or talking shit about the country or, or saying carrying how- a Ukrainian flag. Exactly. No, this man and this team, they uh. went out there and represented America and were proud oh, of dude. the country. And I, fu- I it jacked me up, man. I wanted to go out there and just fight some Nazis, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like I was like I was all in. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Nazis, can I tell you something disgusting? Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You drive into Chicago on the Kennedy, right? We're you talking Ukrainians, the... aren't we? That's... What's up? Continue. <laughs> so you drive it. They got that big garrison flag, that giant American flag, right before you enter downtown. Yes. Underneath it, they got the fucking Ukrainian flag. Get out of here with that shit. I'm not even joking, dude. That's disgusting. And then they went half mass for the kids that are dead. And they still have the Ukrainian flag under the American flag. Get that out of here. It's like, dude, come on. Come I'm st- on. I have uh, seen an incredible disappearance of the Ukrainian flags in my neighborhood as of It's late. not in the news anymore, dude. Because the American public is not supporting it anymore <laughs> because we're fucking broke and we got no money <laughs> and you're sending all our fucking money to Ukraine, you criminals. <laughs> yeah, dude. We, yeah. That last billion something dollar check you guys fucking signed, I think pissed off a lot of people, no matter the side of the aisle you sit on. Dude, even Nona's joking about the mooks. <laughs> the mooks are loaded. <laughs> no, Nona's even joking about the mooks. Nona, she said something about how, like, at the beginning he was surrounded by soldiers. And you look at him now, they're wearing our, they're guards in Armani suits. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> They got literally got like they look like the men in black. They got Rolexes, Armani suits. Wearing the same, fucking... uh, they exchanged what? watches with Macron the other day. They, you know, like, like, what, what happened to the moots? Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They got they got new veneers. Their fucking smiles are golden. <laughs> like, wait a minute. All right, so I love this commercial. Uh, we got Gavin Newsom. He's coming to a red state near you to tell. Uh, governors, I presume, like Ron DeSantis and uh, everyone else, uh, how to how to run a real American state. Mm-mm. Let's be direct. We can't solve a problem without first identifying it. And the problem in our country right now, authoritarian leaders who are so hell-bent on gaining power and keeping it by That's whatever you. means necessary that they're directly attacking our freedoms in state after state. That's why I'm launching the Campaign for Democracy. We're going on the road to take the fight to states where freedom is most under attack, where Republican (laughs) leaders ban books, criminalize doctors, fire teachers, intimidate librarians, kidnap migrants, target trans (laughs) racism, condone anti-Semitism, force the victims of rape and incest to carry their attacker's baby, where they ignore the will of the people and make it harder to vote and easier to buy assault weapons. They fan the flames of culture wars to distract from the fact that blue states have lower murder rates. Oh, Gavin, you're my hero. I can't believe you're going into these places. 
We're going to these states and investing in people and organizations where they're fighting back. We know we have a big battle coming. Yeah, here they're showing a we'll clip of lead the him fight and Biden, to make sure we elect him leaders in 2024 who believe in democracy. Our country uh, is facing an existential battle for who we are and who we're willing to become. It's not an exaggeration. That's the truth. What's <laughs> happening in those red hit? states? <laughs> it's not who we are. It's un-American. It's undemocratic. And all it takes to fight back is a willingness to stand toe to toe and say enough. That's what the campaign for democracy is all about. We're doing this because, well, the future isn't just something that happens to us. It's something we can create. So join the movement. Join us <laughs> at campaignfordemocracy.com. Yeah, all right. Can, can, I, uh, can I change the ending to that a little oh, bit? Oh, yeah. It should be. We're doing this because, come on. Everybody left California and went to these red states. Now I'm going to try to convince them to come back. <laughs> Does Texas have a French laundry? I don't think so. <laughs> Dude. Hey, uh, Gavin Newsom, you said you're going to go around and invest in these communities. I got good news for you. You don't have to because all the businesses that left your state, they're going to invest in these communities. That's right, dude. <laughs> so don't worry. <laughs> dude, what is he talking about here? They're gearing up to give $5 million a piece to every black person in San Francisco. Yeah, dude, you're a failed state. You, you took the, the fourth largest economy in the world and ran it into the ground. Yes. With COVID measures. It, just insane authoritarianism i mean he ruined people's Insane. lives and businesses uh what was that restaurant big uh uh big horn tim's or tim horn flats yeah. tin horn flats yeah the garagos one that yes is, if you don't if anybody doesn't know go look up tin horn flats it is the set it's it's one of the most disgusting uh examples of american authoritarianism yes uh gavin newsom personally made it his own vendetta to destroy this man's family business he wouldn't let them do outdoor dining. He just wouldn't let this business exist. Because they were skirting the bullshit draconian laws COVID. that he was install oh. instituting in, in California. Man, it's funny. We're three years now removed from the two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks? Two, two weeks? Two weeks? <laughs> two weeks? Oh, dude, don't say it, dude. <laughs> that is triggering. I didn't know what that word meant, triggering. All you were saying it for years. I don't know what it meant. Two weeks? Until two two weeks? <laughs> no, I do not hear the phrase two weeks the same, and uh, I never God. will again. No, no. When you say two weeks, three years of my life flashes by. Yes! You know? Literally. Like, two weeks? They eliminated two years of our lives by claiming we were going to flatten the curve in two weeks. Never forget two weeks to flatten the curve. Oh, God. America still isn't the same, man. I don't know. No, we're not. That, I think that ruined our country, quite frankly. It, it, ruined, it ruined people, man. I mean, I still encounter daily individuals wearing the duck-billed, super-fold, multi-3M mask that's filtering everything in the planet. <laughs> These people... They were even filtering out the neutrinos coming in from the fucking... <laughs> you know what I mean? Dude, it's just, it messed people up forever. It messed up our society in a way that, you know, there's no trust for the, uh, you know, for doctors, for the medical establishment. You, I mean, we really don't have trust for neighbors at this point no. anymore. You know, we all know who the nut job 
masked freak Nazi neighbors are. And what's crazy about <clears throat> terminology nowadays, this Gavin Newsom commercial, look how he used phrases that we use to describe people like Gavin Newsom, authoritarian and Nazis and, and people who were uh, using, you know, show me your papers if you want to work here or enter this restaurant. I love how Ron DeSantis is the authoritarian. That's Dude, what's so state, crazy. Your state just opened up. You closed businesses for years. That's what makes no sense. How can you get away with calling Ron DeSantis an authoritarian leader when he uh, was the only free state in America? There's a reason their economies are better. The, you know, really, the reason the, econ- the uh, housing markets are better in those areas is because the economy is better. Businesses are there. They're still open. Yes. You know what I mean? They absolutely. stayed open. It's... it's it's mind-boggling that was, this guy could get away with If I was going to start a business, there's no way I would do it in a democratic state. No, Em and I Why? discuss it all the time. We would love to open up some sort of dispensary. You know, we love the industry. Uh, you know, team up with a local grower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have your own little oh, shop. Not, get a few local growers. We are you know? not ever, ever doing anything like that in Colorado. I would never open any kind of business in Colorado. Ever. No. You're going to text as me long as, and then you're going to close me. As long as that piece of shit fucking god ah, skid mark of a human, Jared Polis, continues running this state, fuck this place, man. He's more interested yeah. in signing uh, stuff to help out the trannies than doing anything to help out the business people. And you know what? The same bullshit is what's going on in California. And who's supporting the state? Is it the hardworking men and women? Is it the business owners? Or is it the fucking trannies? Get the <laughs> fuck out of dude, here, dude. I just think it's interesting that... All uh, your time is focused on... It's 1% here. of the population, and you're focusing 90% of your time on trannies. I could never envision opening any business in Colorado. The restrictions, the laws, the taxes, the never-ending taxes, the fact that I only see on the horizon more retarded fucking taxes to help yeah. underprivileged people, which is the... It's, it's just unnerving. And that's why people don't want to open business in California, in Illinois. It's a ghost town, downtown Chicago. New York is starved for businesses to open up. There's a reason, man. Gavin Newsom... What are you talking about? You sound like a fucking retard going around the country, going to red states, saying, hey, why don't you come to California? We'll tax the shit out of everything you make, and then uh, we'll call you a bigot uh, if you don't hire all these trannies to work for you. And then uh, if we decide to shut down businesses because there's a fictitious flu going around, we're going to destroy your life if you don't follow our rules. And do you know why this looks pathetic? Because no, no, none of these red state governors had to go to your state. <laughs> That's to, exactly to, it. Dude. To recruit people, they just came. No, have you heard the sentiment coming out of Texas and out of Florida? No more Californians. They're <laughs> they're telling to stop. Well, they literally stop are making, don't California my Texas. They that is they California you know, Colorado. And we're in a bad fucking place here. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you Californians? You're like, oh, this is terrible living here. And then you move and vote for the same fucking policy. Yes! Like, why do you not see it's your policies that are ruining these places? Chicago had this great idea where we're going to now provide homeless with tents. So now, instead of ugly fucking encampments, we have a, u- a uniform. Nothing but orange cube. <laughs> They're doing the same thing here, dude. You're just creating like, tent cities. You're not solving the fucking problem. Solve the problem. Solve the problem. 
These people have mental illness and drug addiction. They need to be treated. Yes. This is... This is we... We need to go back to housing them in institutions. If you're a young man running around with a gun, carjacking people, you need to be locked up and need to be taught a lesson. If you're a fucking homeless guy doing drugs and shitting on the roadways, you need to be, you need to be treated. Yeah, well... Like, we, we, can we, we go back <laughs> to, like, the, the basics here? Mike, we don't have time to deal with that kind of shit we got more important stuff to deal with we have more important criminals to be locking behind bars we got to get that guy trump who paid one hundred fifty thousand oh, yeah. dollars 15 years ago to that porn star man gotta put you him fuck a bars. porn star let's lock him yeah you're right that's what we need to focus on yeah you're right we gotta get after that guy who, who paid the porn uh, star man that's <laughs> the plague on society it's not the 13 year olds carjacking people in chicago it's donald trump fucking a porn star 17 years ago yes yes God, it's insane. Uh, the Trump indictment is upon us. It is uh, going down seemingly. Uh, uh, just so you know, today. I got to put it out there. Even our parents disapprove of this. Really? So we got some hardcore lefties there uh, going with They are the, blue no is... matter who. And even they say this is kind of, this is too much. This is, this is third world country shit, man. It's banana republic. Oh, this is, seriously. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> this is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take over the go- we're gonna win the election we're gonna take over the government and then we're gonna lock up Bolsonaro, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like that's where you hear this shit happen. This is not America. I got your favorite, Chaboy, the one and only, are you not entertained, Ted Cruz, uh, on his show, The Verdict, he, Mike. You'll, you'll be happy about he that. He did some great episodes this week. I highly, highly recommend listening to Ted Cruz. He hits to the core of it uh, quite a few times. I got a nice snippet. It's a heady one. Pack up those bowls. It's a good one, though. Oh, I, yeah. re- I, really, um, I really enjoy what Ted has to say on just this absurd circus that we are experiencing uh this turn up week. the headphones feed your wife a bone because she's a dog <laughs> <Ted Cruz. laughs> all right here we go i'm a conservative and i'm heartbroken today because this is such a blow to america it's a blow to rule of law our constitution was designed listen there are countries all over the world if you're in russia this can happen to you if you're in china this can happen to you. If you're in North Korea or Venezuela or Cuba, this is what banana republics do. This is what dictatorships do. If one party takes power, you better hope you're not the prior party because they're coming after you. They're going to lock you up and they may put you in front of a firing squad. I feel confident at least Alvin Bragg won't take it to that. But <laughs> America is different. We're built on rule of law. We're built on the law applying to everyone. And so as a conservative, this makes me sad. But i got to say the irony, Ben, if I were a liberal Democrat, I'd be horrified right now. Because even while this is devastating to the rule of law, to the confidence the American people will have in our justice system, at the same time, I think this is an enormous political gift to Donald Trump. If I were a Democrat, I might well report Alvin Bragg to the Federal Election Commission for making the single greatest in-kind contribution to a presidential campaign. <laughs> this is, there's yeah, a reason, 
Look, Trump put out almost two weeks ago that he was about to get arrested. And he said he was going to get arrested the next day. And Bragg delayed and delayed and delayed. A lot of national Democrats were freaking out, were pressuring Bragg, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. This will help Trump. And, you know, as you know, he he sent the, the grand jury home for a period of time. The press was reporting the grand jury had been sent home for a month. Turns out that was false. That was either misreporting or deliberate misinformation from Bragg. But I think the delay, you and I speculated, we talked on the pod, it may have been Bragg getting cold feet. But I'll tell you, I said on the podcast that there was a very good chance Bragg was going to say, screw it. I hate the guy and I'm going to indict him and all the rest of you can go jump in a lake. And, and sadly, that's what he's done. And, you know, this is not going to be the last salvo. There's going to be more presidents indicted. They're starting a new chapter. This will become routine. When one party controls the House and the other party controls the White House, we will see presidents get impeached. That's not good for America. That's not good for the rule of law. And this has now escalated it even further. These are radical partisans who don't care about the rule of law. It is war by any means necessary. That's how Alvin Bragg and George Soros and the radical left approaches that. And, and, and that's a really tragic day for America. Yeah, give it to us, Ted Cruz. Absolutely. He's right. That's, not a, that's a very nonpartisan take. Yes, that's a judicial it's, take. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a love for America take. Yes. Like, I, dude, you guys have now created this. It's, I don't know, man. It's a weird game now we're going to play. Well, you know the Republicans are going to win eventually, and now they're going to go after your guy. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> possibly. Uh, I thought for a long time, and I still do, most of these guys are on the same team. I just think Trump was on neither team. And they want to get rid of this guy. Okay, then you have to beat him. Right. Well, they're obviously playing dirty. And uh, it's, I have to say, man, as this has unfolded, I still, even up until, I guess, this moment where they're about to arrest him, I thought there's no fucking way they're going to go through with this. This is completely insane. It's actually disgusting. Can I say something? Really grossed out by this. You might be surprised to hear me say this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm now more believing Dinesh. You're a mule man. Wow. The, f- the more you guys do this, the more I'm believing you stole the election. I, I believe 100% they not only stole 2020, uh, but they even fucked around with the midterms. Uh, with no, Carrie Lake yeah, in Arizona. Just- if, if you're willing to go this far in front of our faces, of you know what I mean? Well, you're, you're now proving the, the conspiracy theorists out there that it's a fucking witch hunt. Yeah, the Jan 6 committee and now this? Yes. Dude, come on. Yes, you impeached dude. him twice already. Yes! He's fucking <sighs> Teflon Don. You've had to go all the way to reaching back 15 years on a bullshit payment and... For this circus, it is a circus. It's a distraction. It's a clown show. They, I, maybe they're doing this because uh, we're gonna collapse next week economically. So they need everyone to be totally distracted with uh. Dude, there's a lot of talk about that. Really? Fa- 
Yeah, we're facing serious, serious depression. I have believed we've been in a depression. No, we're in a recession, but we're about to hit a depression. What would a modern-day depression look like? Well, everybody, everybody loses their job. Everyone. There's just, yeah, there's just no jobs. How does that happen, like, where there's no jobs? There's just all commerce, everything just stops functioning? You end up with, like, this crazy, like, spiral ripple effect. Like, if there's no money to invest in building, right? That's right. You gotta think about, like, there's no, there's no money to really invest in the, into anything. So then there's nobody who's able to, like, invent anything. And then there's nobody to build anything. And then there's no money to, you know, for these guys to do anything. So then there's just no money in the system. I don't know, it's hard to explain, because it's like, where does it go? But it just ends up concentrating at the top. Because we kind of have a society that's built on, like, the the whole system runs on the middle and lower class pretty much living paycheck to paycheck, and we're built on debt. That's right. You know? And what happens is when the when the machine kind of stops and the debt comes due and there's just not enough money in the system. Right. And then when there's no money, there's no money for to pay the workers. And when the workers stop working, nothing's being made, you know? Here's my thought. Uh, like, if a depression were to take hold here, would it end up being kind of a state-by-state situation on who was worse off versus a, a national calamity where everybody's in the shitter? I, I think you're starting to see depressions in these cities. That's what I'm saying. I, I feel yeah. like there's certain parts where the depression yeah. is hit, but other places like, let's say, Texas and Florida maybe could even, maybe they exist almost in their own economic bubble. I would agree because there's, yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, if you have people building companies still there, if you have Tesla it, it, moving there, listen, then you have jobs. Nobody, you can say whatever you want. It's one of my arguments about you can say whatever you want about taxes and this and that. People didn't leave California for Florida because of the weather or the taxes or the governor or the red or blue. The reason why these places, the Californians go and they still vote for the same policies because it's not really the policies they're going for. Everybody's goes where the jobs are. Yes, exactly. So that's what it all comes down to. That was like literally Chicago is in the worst part of the country. We have the worst weather. There's literally nothing in Chicago except <laughs> there was jobs. You know what I mean? And now they're you gone. come here and make money. That was like what it was. So what I'm kind of gearing towards is maybe these places that went all in on the green energy and the high tax rates to screw over corporations and all this shit, they've lost these jobs. Maybe these are the places where you're going to see this kind of 1920s, 1930s era kind of depression-like situation. But like Florida, Texas, maybe even the Bible Belt in general could potentially be in its own world, maybe even a different yeah. country, if you will. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Like Chicago relies on... The fact that people make a lot of money here. One of the reasons people make a lot of money is the unions. The unions depend on new buildings and new companies coming in. And you know what I mean? And yeah. when that shit dies, it's a ripple effect. It's going to be an interesting uh, year, I guess, because there's all this speculation going on online. Uh, the scary thing, I have to say, is 
over the last three years, if anyone has been right, it's the conspiracy theorists. So you should probably pay attention to what those crazy tinfoil hat nut jobs are saying right now. Uh, I, I haven't if we're going t- off batting average. I would listen to Alex Jones. Yeah, and I haven't <laughs> haven't tuned into Alex in a while. I'm wondering what he's saying. Uh, maybe I did see a mini clip of him a few days ago, and so he- he's been on uh, Crowder. Oh, interesting. All right. Did you man. see that? I Crowder have not. came back. Yeah. And like his whole first week, uh, Alex Jones was there. That's great stuff, man. Right on. I'll have to dive into yeah. that. I hate uh, Crowder. I, I can dig a little Crowder from time to time, but I love me some Alex Jones, especially when it's not him screaming for three hours on his show. I kind of like it when he's on other people's shows, giving his ideas yeah. in kind of a controlled manner. Because uh, he, yeah. he's got some very interesting concepts to float. And uh, most of the time, he's pretty right. Uh, I did see he was saying the reason everything is so intense, the reason they went after Trump is because they want to stoke violence uh, similar to Jan 6, but on a grander national scale, um, and that they're doing it because it's clear that the masses are not convinced anymore by their usual forms of trickery. And people in general, like we've said, They've tuned out, and so it's maybe harder to control the narrative than it was in 2016 and, you know, leading into the pandemic. They had everyone by the balls, and and everyone was believing everything the media was saying, but now people are kind of a little bit more pro-America, less corrupt World Economic Forum and, you know, Soros and all that stuff, and uh, it kind of seems like there's a bit of an awakening going on with people. Hopefully. I, just, I mean, everybody stopped watching, like, mainstream media. Well, have you noticed that you said it yourself, people, yourself, people that we know personally are kind of deviating from the main narrative that they're trying to push, you know? They I, don't like this Trump indictment. No, I, I've yet to meet somebody who's like, oh, this is awesome. Again, I think it's disgusting. It's one of the most gross situations we've ever had come up. I didn't believe it would happen I still don't. I, it's just so insane that everybody knows where this leads. I find it hard to believe that this brag guy doesn't know this is going to lead to an endless war of we're going to indict your guys, yes. you're going to indict our guys. Like, the, the, have you not seen the Biden laptop? <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, the fucking diary is true. There's multiple laptops. I mean, Biden was carrying illegal weapons, doing crack cocaine with underage Chinese, Ukrainian whores. Like, what the fuck, man? We're just, that's nothing, but we're going to indict this dude for the porn star payment. Can I say something that nobody talked about? Absolutely. During Biden's speech after that shooting, he talked about how, like, he literally, everybody played the clip of him saying, I'm a Second Amendment guy. I have shotguns. My sons have shotguns. That's right. Excuse me? <laughs> Your son is an admitted drug addict. <laughs> he shouldn't be allowed to have guns according to your fucking gun laws. True. Also, we've all seen the picture of Hunter Biden's dong and the gun next to the dong, right? Remember? That was With like the drugs. It's the drugs, the dong, and the gun. They're all together. None of that is acceptable. (laughs) And now you're like bragging about it. (laughs) Your son is not supposed to have any guns. 
Not a shotgun, not a handgun, not nothing according to your rules that would keep America safe. <laughs> yeah, right? man. Absolutely. Good call. I, I, come on. Pretty bizarre stuff. The guy. If, I, if, if, if I'm smoking crack out there, fucking uh, my widowed brother, my brother's widow. Oh, so disgusting. Throwing it's a gun in the fucking dumpster at a school. Like, you don't think I'm going to be banned from having guns? Well, this will be an interesting week. We have the coming collapse of the banking system, uh, the depression of the United States. I can only assume that's when China will make their move on Taiwan and uh, <laughs> declare world dominance with Russia, and we will be left in the dark with some sort of uh, EMP attack. Uh, the only thing we can hope for is that the baseball season carries on. That's all I'm thinking about. Cause, uh, Frank, I'm, I got to say, fan of the clock. I love it. Huge fan of the clock. Games are two like hours, it. maybe. It's incredible. Yeah. And there's a new dynamic. There's a new kind of strategy between batter and hitter. And I got to say, I think the pitcher, uh, between yeah, pitcher and hitter, I think the pitcher has the, uh, the advantage now with the clock. Oh, no, no. I was going to say, you know what it reminds me of is the shot clock, where really good offenses will use it. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's, I don't know, man. I kind of like it. It's a good. It's pretty cool. It's, There's pitchers who are using it in a funny way. They'll either let it wind down to the exact moment or, saying, or yeah. they'll hit it quickly and throw the batter way off. It's a good, I, I, you know, it threw in a new dynamic and I kind of like it. I told you. Although you're it, definitely going to have to, you're definitely going to have to start a new record book. Maybe. I, I don't know. They never, baseball just keeps going through the eras. You know, each era has their own kind of unique, you know, dynamic to it. Uh, the 90s was the steroids. And, uh, <laughs> You're right. The pre-blacks, the steroids. You know what I mean? There's, it's just, uh, even uh, for baseball fanatics, they know that there's what was called the dead ball era. And that was prior to Babe Ruth entering the scene. And before Babe Ruth uh, got into the professional league, the dead ball era was where they used one ball for the game, and that ball would be so messed up that it, you know it was uh, contorted and wobbly, and uh, oh, yeah. it, it was just so gruffed up that um, there were no home runs. No one was hitting this ball. It was literally like you're hitting this deformed rock. Just <laughs> oh, you know, a pillow exactly. Yeah, and it's it's yeah. barely making it past the second baseman. So. That was the dead ball era. Then they improved the quality of the ball. Uh, famously, they started making those balls, I believe, in Chicago, actually. They still they, make them. They still make them, yeah, to this day. And so, uh, you know, it, there's a whole process to it. But before that, that's kind of funny. We had the dead ball era, and now Babe Ruth on forward. But, Mike, the records, they stay the same. It's You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no difference between now where baseball admittedly, admittedly throws out two different balls depending on when the game is played. For night games to have more runs, they have a livelier ball that they literally throw out there. Oh, God, let's go fuck yourself. They this do. This WWE. It's true. This is They've admitted yeah. to it. I don't know if they're doing it again. They, they got caught doing it two seasons ago. They claimed to stop doing it. But... You can't deny the primetime games. You're getting a lot of action. They need it. Baseball's dying for viewers and for the yeah. young viewers. And so, yeah, that's why they sped up the clock. I like it. I think it adds a new dynamic. I don't think the record should ever change, regardless of what goes on in baseball. It's a timeless sport. We're entering 100 and 
40 years of this game being played. Uh, just keep the records. Let's keep rolling with every change. They increase the size of the bags, uh, which is bizarre. But, you know, I look forward to a, an era when they shrink them back down to normal size. You know what I'm saying? We got larger <laughs> men now. Think about it, dude. <laughs> Babe Ruth was like 5'9". <laughs> I know. And fat. And like fat. drank and smoked. <laughs> you know? yeah, these guys are like 6'7", 350. Muscle, you know, <laughs> horse steroids, dude. <laughs> Most of these guys have never even tried tobacco, you know. Like <laughs> Babe Ruth was putting out his cigarette, at, you know, right before he's coming up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had a cigar boy. He was next to the bat boy. You'd <laughs> hold it while you ran the bases. You know? Different era, but I do want to say, Mike. So far, uh, my call. Maybe holding water here. Cubs, undefeated. So <laughs> Okay. Hey, you said it. Over so, the Yankees in six. World Yankees, Series. Cubs, Yankees in six. Uh, I'm trying to find a place to take that bet. So like far, the, the Cubs are 2-0, uh, and oh, folks. They're unstoppable. I think they may be the first team in history to go 162-0. and oh. But, uh, you know. Well, everybody I try to take that bet uh, just lasts me out of the place. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Cubs over Yankees in six. You heard Nobody it will here even give me odds. <laughs> <laughs> they just tell you, hey, save your money, kid. <laughs> what, what are you, one of those artistic kids? Get out of here. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm telling you, dude. I think I'm right on the money. Also, uh, the Rockies predicted to be the worst team in the league, uh, also 2-0. So, I, you know, this is uh, really funny how it always starts. The bad teams are it's, good. The good teams are it's bad. It's such a long year. It's so the, long. The, the, the Yankees players haven't even woken up yet. That's they're, right. still hi- <laughs> they're still hibernating. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's too cold. Aaron Judge, the guy who crushed the Yankees or the uh, home run record last year, uh, started the year this year off with a home run at his first is bet at bat. Yeah. So yeah, nice. kind of a fun way to kick things off. And, uh, well, you should, you're worth a, you paid yeah, money, he got you know? paid a shit ton. Yeah, you're right. You better hit that dinger. It's like, <laughs> like me bragging about my first plumbing job. Didn't have a leak this year. <laughs> yeah, it should. <laughs> it's my first toilet of the season. I didn't have no leak. Um,